Hello and welcome to another episode of Schmidt Happens, your go-to podcast for all things Schmidt family of companies. Uh, today we have a special, what I like to call, emergency pod. Uh, we had three episodes of this show in the can when we released it last week. And then, of course, everything happened. The lockdown started happening. Virtual everything became uh, super, super important. So we decided to pivot. This past Monday, March 30th, I spoke with one of our Paradise agents, Ted Jackson, on the east coast of Florida, about what he is doing with his clients digitally and virtually through things like FaceTime, getting deals together. It was a, a very fascinating, very powerful conversation. And without further ado, let's get into it. So if you do hear anything, I do have two dogs here. And I've asked them nicely to to keep it down, but we'll see if they listen. Um, so thank you, Ted. Thank you for joining me. Um, you, where you're in, you're, I know you're in Florida. Are you in Vero Beach? Is that correct? Yeah, JD, I'm in Vero Beach. Awesome. So, um, so you're part of our Paradise family. So, real briefly, uh, tell me about how long you've been in real estate. Uh, I think you said you've only been doing it for a few years. Is that correct? Yeah, I'm just a little over two and a half years in right now. So I uh, started up, uh, I think yeah, July will be beginning of my third year. Okay, cool. Two and a half years. So um, this is obviously a very um, interesting time that we are recording this podcast. I don't know what it was, what it was like for Florida, but for Michigan, it's the second week of lockdown due to COVID-19 coronavirus. So do you guys have a lockdown order down there currently, or is it still kind of touch and go? It depends on where you are. Okay. Um, the uh, Florida, of course, is a uh, is a victim of all the spring break activities. Oh so yeah. <laughs> we had a number of people descend on Florida, but I'm sure both west coast and east coast of Florida, uh -huh. and they closed all the beaches down south. And as people started migrating to the north, they closed the beaches up here. Oh jeez. <laughs> Everyone is being encouraged to uh, maintain your social distance and just yep. basically don't go out unless you have to. Yeah, yeah, that's kind of that sounds about right. Um, but you, at least in Florida, are still able to practice real estate. Uh, you can you still go to listings, or are you supposed to do everything virtually? You can do as much as people are comfortable with, but quite yeah. frankly, uh, in certain areas like with an open house, mm -hmm. you've got to be so careful. I uh, oh, I yeah. have an advertised open house. So it was last weekend and the weekend before last, and uh -huh. I started getting hate mail. Uh, wow. It's like, how can you expose people to the illness and all this kind of stuff? And uh, I had a long history in retail and, and working with the okay. with the public prior to coming here. And you, you just you don't, don't even want to have to address that. You want to avoid right. that if possible. So we started putting ads in open by appointment. Okay. And, um, and then, of course, talking to people out well, Using some of the technologies we've got, like listings to leads, I can I can sure. set up uh, the the um, the ads and find out who's coming to look at my listings, and then I okay. I personally write all those people and assure them that if they show up, there will be safe distancing in practice. Number one, wow. number two, we can do a virtual walkthrough if they would like, or in many of the listings that I have, I also have full video. And, oh, wow. okay. and I'll, I'll say I can send you that video or a link to that video. Uh, and then you can just call me up and have questions about it. Okay, cool. Well, and that kind of brings us to why I originally reached out to you about doing this, um, this kind of, you know, special edition um, was you posted in your in the uh, they just changed the name to Paradise Connect, the Facebook group. But you said on the 23rd of March, about a, so a week ago today, you said, I have some buyers who are confined to their homes in New York 
but they are very interested in the house in the area. I toured the home for them this afternoon with a FaceTime walkthrough, came back, worked on the comps, wrote an offer, which they signed, and just sent it to the listing agent. So what was cool about that, I mean, there's every aspect of that is awesome, obviously, but how um, how you just kind of took the bull by the horns and ran with it. And was the was the FaceTiming, was that your idea? Was that something they brought to you? But uh, how, how did that part come to be? No, that, that was my idea. In fact, we have someone in my office here that in 2018, I believe it was, okay. did nine deals where the, the, the buyer never saw the properties except through FaceTime. And those were deals wow. that went up to over $900,000. Oh, seriously? Yeah, so wow. in the office, we've already had other people doing that. And uh, quite honestly, I'm not a, I'm not a, a gizmo a tech wizard at this stuff. I have, I, I have an IT background. I used to be the okay. CIO of a large publicly traded uh, sporting goods retailer. But oh, wow. I, I kind of vowed I would never get into the technology end of things again. Because uh-huh. after 44 years of retail and retail technology, I was quite frankly burned out. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. When it comes to something like this, these people are anxious to see properties. And so, in fact, we did get an offer signed and submitted it. And we lowballed them a little bit. Uh, sure. it, it wasn't really a technical lowball offer. They should have come back with a counter, but they refused to even discuss it. Oh, so, we went, yeah, so we went and looked at a couple other properties, all again, via FaceTime. And that made the buyers realize how much they wanted that original property. So we went back in, sweetened the offer, and they accepted it. When it comes to, uh, you know, a virtual showing, have you, you know, because you mentioned the other agent who had a bunch of listings that they sold virtually. Are there any sort of um, pushbacks from the clients? You know, like part of me would feel maybe slightly uncomfortable buying a property with only a FaceTime walkthrough um, before ever setting foot in it. Do the clients ever have that or are they pretty satisfied having been walked through the home virtually? We, we tend to not just focus on the property, but also the environment around the property. So okay. drive around the neighborhood. If you can have your wife or someone else drive the car while you hold the phone, right, sh- right. show them what the neighborhood looks like. And you know, you have to be have full candor and disclosure as well. Don't just come in the best way into the neighborhood. If there's an alternate way that maybe isn't this picturesque, you better show it to them because, uh, you know, you don't want that uh, post-purchase anxiety feeling come cropping up there where afterwards they hate you for what they've purchased. Yeah, you don't want them to feel resentful um, for you not showing the full picture, right? Right. Like, especially, like you said, another entrance or a part of the home that might not be, um, I I guess maybe to, to kind of shorten it, it's one of those things where you, your client is putting a lot of faith in you that you are showing them the full picture. And if they discover down the road that you're not, that's only going to end poorly for you as an agent. Right. And if the initial contact was going to be going out and showing properties, you'd have a lot harder time with that. But I'd like to establish some kind of a rapport and generally can do that pretty quickly. I do it a lot better, you know, belly button to belly button, eyeball to sure. eyeball, where you right. can really look at people. But uh, ha- have some real honest, candid uh, conversations with them about what they're looking for and develop that rapport. And that way you have a lot more credibility with them when you start taking them out to look at it virtually. Well, and that, and that actually brings up a good question. This particular client, were these people that you knew before or were they a no. cold lead from it? Like, how did you get in touch with them? 
This was actually an internal referral that our marketing group here in Florida had come up with. And so they'd done some initial work with them, tried to narrow them down to a particular city. It actually was Vero Beach. But in this case, once I started talking to them, I found that their requirements were a little out of sync with their budget for what they were looking for in Vero Beach. I ended up uh, pointing them a little bit down to the south, to Port St. Lucie and some neighborhoods there. And that's where they started looking online and found some homes that really intrigued them. So um, so I could look at it. I belong to two different MLSs and I can share between the two and uh, find properties for them to look at. And that's what we did is we established some rapport that way. Awesome. Awesome. So. Um, along with doing the uh, uh, virtual, you know, the FaceTime tour, uh, have you been doing kind of virtual paperwork? Have you been using like Dot Loop or something like that? How have you been getting documents signed? Yeah, we used uh, DigiSign. Uh, oh, DigiSign. Okay, cool. It's one that I use, and uh, so I, that's how I got everything signed. Um, and we also did a FaceTime walkthrough, looking at some furniture today, and we had an inspection done cool. today. And I was able to have them meet the inspector be online. His report will be out in an hour or two, and then we'll call up and go over those as well. That's great. That's great. And they, and your client seems pretty, I mean, satisfied and happy with everything up to this point. Yeah, very much so. They 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 trust me. Uh, and actually, now that I think about it, I showed them a couple places prior to this, and they were looking at condos initially. Uh -huh. And uh, they had some specific requirements for vehicles and how they could be parked. Mm -hmm. And uh, I, one place they, they really kind of got turned on by it. And by the time I was kind of showing them to them and being honest about what the place really looked like, they ended up saying, you yeah, we really appreciate your candor. This isn't what we're looking wow. for. Wow. That's so, great, though, to just be able to be honest uh, with what they're looking for and what they're not looking for. Well, again, having a background in retail and systems mm -hmm. development, I mean, requirements definition is one of critical things when you're looking at systems. And, sure. uh, and I was originally hired several decades ago uh, out of a business area to work with a large retailer's IT organization to represent users out in the field doing requirements definition and testing. And oh, wow. you know, those skill sets were 100% transferable to real estate. Right. Okay. So what, so, I mean, let, let's kind of, uh, uh, go down that path. What specific skills would you say were transferable? You know, uh, um, I, I can probably think of a few, but I'm sure, you know, which ones are you specifically thinking of that translated so well? Okay. Well, um, you were originally from California, right? Uh, I, well, I'm originally from Michigan, but lived in California for about four years or three years. Sorry. Okay. Do you ever remember a company out there by the name of Sport Chalet? Sport Chalet. We'll take you to the Oh yeah, yeah. I have some actually very fond memories of Sport Chalet. Yeah, I was one of the mine. top. I was one of the top five uh, members of management there. I was the CIO really? there. Oh wow, so, that's awesome. And and that's where um, it's not where I ended my retail career, but I was a CIO there for like sixteen years. So okay. Um, yeah, and when you're a retail CIO and you're in charge of groups that are doing requirements definition, application development, testing, help desk support, you learn how to anticipate what people's requirements are going to be, what their problems are going to be. It, it's the old uh, walk in another man's shoes for a mile, you know, sure, and if sure. you've done that sure. from a business perspective, you just need to be able to put yourself in the other person's uh, seat and see things through their eyes. Okay. And, uh, in fact, we had a saying that I think can translate directly to retail as well. And our founder and CEO used to say, see things through the eyes of the consumer. Mm -hmm. And in this yeah. case, you need to remember to do the same thing with, with 
real estate. And we've all probably bought and sold homes. And I, I've done it where at the end of the day, it was not a good experience. So yeah. I know certain paths I don't want to go down. Mm -hmm. um, but it, that's so. And then as a CIO, I needed to be able to take business concepts and explain them to a bunch of propeller heads in IT in a way that they could understand the value that we could bring to the business. Conversely, I need to be able to take technical concepts, things like data security, credit card security, and HIPAA compliance, and Sarbanes-Oxley compliance, all that kind of stuff, and roll that up to the members of the board of directors and get it to where they could understand and then take their strategic and technical or their strategic and tactical direction back down to IT and get those guys to understand. So you were in the middle. You were always in this uh, translator role. And right. Right. that's the same thing we do here in real estate. I mean, I, I had to hold together, you know, a, what a, was it, $15 million SAP software implementation corporate-wide and install it throughout the company. But what do you do there? You bring in third parties, you negotiate, you have to hold together deals with multiple people. There are lots of monies and budgets and passions getting involved. Same thing as real estate. Yeah, geez. Well, well and I think, you know, um, that, that first point especially is one thing, the idea of uh, looking at things through the eyes of the consumer is so important because especially when it comes to advertising, I have seen a lot of uh, advertising uh, that might be great for the agent. You know, it makes you look really good. It does this or that. But what is it bringing the client? You know, what if I looked at this, if I saw this billboard, if I got this postcard, if I saw your Facebook ad, what value does that provide me as a consumer? And if right. the answer is nothing, then why should I pay any attention to you? You know, you're not doing anything for me. And, and as a consumer, that's the goal, you know, right. providing value, providing a service. So um, those both, yeah, I, I, I can completely see both of those translating um, hugely into real estate. Um, so so switching gears a, a little bit, you, you uh, briefly mentioned listings to leads, but outside of um, uh, the DigiSign and FaceTime, what else have you been doing to – uh, kind of keep in touch with your sphere, with your with your clients that you've been working with, or or marketing um, to try to get other clients. What have you been doing in this sort of you know new era that we're currently in? Well, as far as sphere goes, most of my sphere is directly related to people I've met through real estate. I moved here sure. uh, three years ago, and uh, only knew one person when I moved here, and I sold their home a year ago. So. Um, okay. I, uh, so after we closed on that deal, I said, well, I guess I've just burned through my sphere. Right. But, <laughs> uh, but I was also a pretty early on adopter of Zap and, uh, and embraced a lot of that. So I've gotten to know people through that as well. And uh, okay. I, I tend to send a lot of personalized messages. They may go to, you know, 80 or 90 people at a time, but they're often not canned. They're things that I've written that relate to the uh, current market um, direction, market value, what, what's happening in the world and that kind of stuff. So what I've been doing recently is some of my, you know, out of your, out of your what, eight or 900 uh, leads, they're probably 30 that are really active. So I've sure. been writing to those people directly, personalized direct messages. And I've got about eight or 10 that are people that are coming from other areas, coming to town or wanting to come to town and look at real estate. Mm -hmm. 
Uh -huh. So they've had to put their plans on hold. I've got four or five of them, people that are looking for homes up to one and a half million dollars. And yes. I've got them on campaigns where they're, you know, the MLS is, is uh, automatically sending them new things that come in the market. And they've got some uh, uh, Zap campaigns as well. So I just write to them personally and say, hey, I know you're looking at new properties here. I know the timing's probably not right. You're probably hunkered down. Um, just let me know when you think you're going to be coming to town again. Any questions you have, you're not that familiar with the area. That's what I'm here for. And one line that I like to use a lot mm -hmm. is to tell them, I will be your eyes and ears on the ground here until you can get here. That's great. And, That's a great and, message, yeah. And I remember what it was like moving to Vero Beach a little over three years ago when I had no idea where to even start looking for houses. And there are so many communities that are closed gate communities that they can't get in behind those gates. So I say, use me for that. I remember yeah. what it's like to have that deer in the headlight look. And I can mm -hmm. see it in others, and I'm willing to help you with that. And I, and I would imagine, have they been pretty receptive to that? Um, Without exception, everyone I've written wow. has written me back and said, oh, wow, we hope you and your wife are safe. Uh, yeah, wow. you're right. We're hunkered down. No way we're coming back there now. I can't believe that you even thought of us at a time like this. Wow. So I'm getting really good responses. And uh, even with, uh, with Zap, when new leads come in, mm -hmm. uh, I turned off the auto response on that. And I know... Maybe a lot of people want that turned on, but I try mm -hmm. to reply as quickly as I can with a with a personalized response. Well, and, and the thing is, you know, I, one of the big things we've been trying, we've been um, sort of, I guess, to say, pushing from a from a marketing standpoint, is just this is not the time to do nothing in your business. This is not the time to sit back and and you know just kind of wait it all out. At the very least, you have time to connect with your clients, and. The, the fact that you're taking time to not even just kind of auto respond to things, but to personally send messages, that makes a difference. And you're already seeing that it sounds like even in their responses, you know, they're they're uh, uh, they're happy that you're reaching out their their kind of uh, heartfelt messages. But then that ideally, again, this is the only thing you can only you can only hope happens. But down the road, when they're when this kind of settles down, when they are ready to see things, they're thinking of you. Whereas if there are other clients who or other agents who, you know, oh, I was kind of working with this client, but I sent them an email that we're going to stop for a bit. Well, two months from now, they might already have found another agent that they're working with because you didn't keep in touch with them through through something like this. Yeah, it's 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 always what have you done for me lately? Mm -hmm. <laughs> and people forget. I mean, you can do all the right things, but not do them recently and people will forget you. Yeah. Oh, Absolutely. Um, staying top of my, I, I think that's one of the, um, and as I was actually just editing the most recent podcast episode besides this one, uh, last Friday. And that was another one of the big points is just staying in front of the people that, you know, um, uh, the, the agent that I spoke to said that a lot of everyone is always concerned with where, where should I spend my money? How should I spend my money? But so much of the work, you don't even need to spend money in advertising. You just need to be present and be reaching out to your clients and to your sphere. And that's. Right works wonders right and there's so, another old saying about just answer the phone when it rings right, how, many times, exactly. how many times do we try to call to arrange a showing on a listing and people don't answer the phone yeah um, just just be there <laughs> yeah exactly that's i mean if, if you can boil it down just be there um so i i this might exact 
the answer to this question might be what you just said, but um, one of the things that we talk about in each episode is basically what is one thing you think all agents, whether they're new, whether they're you know veterans, what's one thing all agents should be doing right now? And I feel like that particular question um, is even more apt for a time like this. You know, what is one thing you think agents should be doing? Well, it's it's one of the things that I started doing, and then I got really busy the last couple of days, and I'm getting ready to go back to it. Is uh, I'm I'm going back from when I first started, and I'm going to reach out to every single person. I've shown houses to or I have email addresses for just to touch base and say, hey, I hope all's going well. If there's anything I can do for you, let me know. And it's apart from real estate. This is just yeah. a, this is the time to be human and yeah. just say, hey, I was thinking about you. And, uh, and, you know, that's something that becomes a way of life. I've always been a big networker. I used to be on LinkedIn and had one of the I was in the top one percent of profiles viewed on LinkedIn. <laughs> globally wow. Wow. Because, of, because of things that I had done in my professional life. But I learned a long time ago, whenever someone popped into my mind, I would stop what I was doing, shoot off a quick email, say, hey, man, I was just thinking about you. How are you doing? And then move wow. on. But networking like that is for life. And if we yeah. can do it with making it part of our daily routine, and, and I know there are times when you've got a good CRM or something that prompts you so you don't forget these people, but I also like that impromptu thing where something just pops a name in front of you and you stop and react to it right then. It doesn't have to be deep. It doesn't have to be long. Just, I was just thinking about you. Something rather just occurred, brought your name to mind. I wanted to reach out and see how you're doing. Hope all's well. Yeah, well, and... You know, I've I've received whenever you receive a text like that or an email or a phone call from a friend, it really does mean a lot. Even even like you said, if it's two sentences, hey, I was just thinking about you. I hope you're doing well. Hope to catch up when this is all over. That means like that that takes what ten seconds to to type. That means the world to people. So I I I could not agree more with with um with that advice. Um, So if you're listening stop listening and go reach out to somebody and then right. come back, finish it up and continue to reach out. Um, I used to have a CIO that used to do that via handwritten messages. He sent out cards every day and, wow. and people would say, Oh, well, he didn't really do that. That was his uh, administrative assistant that sent sure. that out. And I'd look at it and I go, no, that was his handwriting. He wrote you a personal message. That's how he did things. Wow. You don't have time for that. We often don't have uh, addresses and people move a lot. So email is and text are the two best things you can do that with. Well, and especially with those methods, kind of like you said, you can tell, and I've got nothing against automated messages and scripts because you can personalize those, but you can tell when I send, you know, you a personalized message, even if it's short versus a sort of form email or newsletter that goes out. I think those things absolutely have their place, but especially in times like these, making personalized messages for people they'll they'll be able to tell that you put your your personal touch into that i feel right yeah and and i agree with you there are times where the um canned messages have to be done it's better to send something out than not send anything else out out at all Mm -hmm. but what i will do is like if i'm working within zap if i look and i I've got a hundred contacts are getting ready to have something sent out to them and I scroll through and they're sorted based on their score. So I've got somewhat like a 96 or a 95 or whatever score, which means there's been a frequent activity going on. Mm -hmm. I will 
I will not send the canned message to them. I'll pick the top four or five and send something unique to them. Okay, great. Yeah. So, Because like you said, you can tell who is really engaged. And so for, for the people who are engaged, they're going to be the ones checking those emails more often and, and really focusing in on it. So that sounds right. great. Well, uh, as we wrap up, I, I, there is one question I thought of that I didn't uh, send you in the email originally. But uh, one of the things, even, as, even if we're all working um, our butts off right now, we all are, I feel like, reading something or watching something or listening to something. Um, I'm curious, is there is there anything that you've watched, uh, unrelated to real estate, but a, a show or a movie or maybe a book or a CD that you've that you've experienced lately that um, has kind of helped, whether it's take your mind off of it or just um, take up time? That's been interesting. Have you is there anything that you've kind of discovered like that? Or I'm a sailor, and I used to have a sailboat, okay. and I've been watching a lot of the sailing uh, video vlogs on on YouTube and other places, and it's oh, amazing. Yes. Those people are taking time out. They're typically anywhere up to two or three months behind where they're where they are traveling around the world as far as when they're publishing their uh, their sure. video logs. But most of them are stopping or injecting in the middle of their normal process a quick update as to where they are. Are they in the Bahamas? Are they uh, you know in um, wherever Malaysia or someplace just to let their followers know where they are and it's not that much different than what we we need to do I think uh, right. people want that quick little hey just how's it going it's it's already something that we talked about but uh, I, I, I do think that's that's an important thing and I think but we have to be willing to use multiple tools yes. so like right yeah. now we're using Skype in our office we're starting to use Zoom I've used FaceTime yeah. some if you're talking to people that are outside the U.S., you're probably going to want, you know, WhatsApp. Uh, used to use that a right. lot when my daughter and her husband were stationed in Germany. Uh, so we've got a lot of different tools. And what I need to do next, rather than look for a whole bunch of inspiration, is, is we've had some good emails come out talking about the different virtual showing softwares mm -hmm. and techniques. And I need to study those. I'm going to carve out some time to really look more at the virtual showing techniques. I mean, like I say, I, I'll, I'll use the um, um, Zillow where you hold your phone up and take a two-minute video. I'll put that on, on, on Zillow. Uh, I usually pay for... Um, uh, Eagle Eye Drone Services does all my um, HD photos as well as my uh, my videos, and okay. I post those out everywhere. I've got my own YouTube channel for that, but I need some other technologies that will help me better perform for at virtual open houses. So that's what I'm going to focus on. Well, I think one of the nice things uh, about everything that you've mentioned that you are using, and even the ones that you didn't. So just to name a, a big list: listings to leads, Zoom, FaceTime. Um, you. You talked about a couple. Oh, yeah, of course, I'm blinking all of a sudden now. But all of those things that we talked yeah. about, even those are all free. The, I mean, even the even the personal touches that you're that you're doing, you're writing those through Zap or you're writing those through email, which you're not paying for. You know, like right. it's not. It kind of goes back to what we were talking about a few minutes ago. You don't have to pay to to be present during this time. You have so many tools um, around you for free that you can leverage to interact with your clients and to, to be present uh, with your sphere. Right. Yeah. Well, awesome. Well, thank you so much for your time, Ted. I mean, this is, this has been um, awesome. I mean, first of all, like I said, the sports chalet thing is, is awesome to me, um, but also just to hear how you're staying in touch with your clients. And I, I think you are doing a lot of what 
and again, with you know, I've been with a company for about three and a half years now. A lot of what I've seen the basics boil down to, which is just be present, be uh, around your clients, be there for them outside of just a sales relationship, um, and and just communicate, just communicate with them. So, um, thank you so much. Uh, I hope you um, stay safe down there uh, and do some more FaceTime showings. And uh, if there's anything I can do for you, as always, just you know, give me a holler. Well, there you have it, my conversation with Ted Jackson out of our Paradise region. Again, thank you, Ted, for uh, your time and your insights and everything going on. It's so cool to hear about stories like this where, where our agents are going above and beyond for their clients. If you have any stories like this, please reach out let me know. My email is jd at schmidthq.com. I'd love to talk with you a little bit more about it and maybe get you on an episode of, of Schmidt Happens. Uh, in the meantime, the, the articles and the communications that Ted referenced can be found in your Schmidt Resources site. Just go to your working virtual square and every email that we send out is there in a blog post. Uh, thank you guys for your time. Stay safe and I will uh, see you next time. Well, you know, you'll hear me next time.